Blog Talk Radio. Back on live, y'all know the vibes, man. PSA Hip Hop, man. It's your boy Three and Watts. Watts, what's good, my G? What's good? You know the vibes, man. Let's get into this, Watts. Pyrex Picasso, Benny the Butch has dropped the project Pyrex Picasso. You and I did review Plugs I Met Part 2. Also, he did drop the uh, Sopranos project. And now we get Pyrex Picasso. I guess you can call these throwaway joints or like what Ransom did when you and I uh, reviewed deleted scenes. Um, which I wish more rappers would do this. I'm pretty sure they have a lot of joints in the stash that they can release. Um, what do you feel about Benny dropping this project, though, Pyrex Picasso? Uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, it was unexpected. I had no idea it was it was uh, it was coming down the uh, down the pike. And um, it was a it was a very pleasant surprise uh, today on Twitter. You know, some people were tweeting, "Do you think Benny's dropping too many projects?" And Benny immediately responded and was like, "You know, I'm one of the best to do it, and I drop when I want. I have no boss, and I absolutely agreed with Benny. Benny has dropped three projects this year, but realistically, he only dropped two albums." He dropped the soundtrack. We had a couple of songs on there. He dropped the uh, the collabo project with Spech. But for himself, he only dropped two projects. I do not think Benny has oversaturated anything. I think this is absolutely appropriate. It's only six songs. So I have no issue with uh, Benny dropping. Can you tell the difference with the rapping on this project compared to Plugs I Met Part 2? Absolutely. And I would not have paid attention to it until Benny went on IG and wanted everybody to know that this was uh, a project he had done three years ago. Um, you can tell by Are you surprised that he did that, though? The... Most rappers would be like, that's it. I'm just, I, you know, throw these joints out here. Y'all take it for what it is. Him telling us these are old joints. Um, that doesn't hurt him, obviously, though, but are you surprised that he let, he let the public know these are old joints? Yes, and I don't know why he did that. I don't know, I don't know what, why he did it. Uh, in case it doesn't get the, the, the love and support he wants it to get, then he can say, oh, these are just old joints that I just... I don't know why he said it, but he did say it, and guess what? It explains a lot on why I gravitated and enjoyed this project so much. All right, watch us get into these joints, man. Flood the Block, uh, produced by Chop LaRock, not to be confused with Scott LaRock, R.I.P. Scott LaRock. Um, I like the piano, the rock and roll feel, Watts. I like the sample. Beat was very head nodding. This is vintage Benny the Butcher, in my opinion. Um, I kind of got a Tanner Talk feel on this. Um, in this song, I want to hear the sound of y'all get the pound on y'all lap, riding dressed down in all black, and that gangster shit you on don't come out to y'all rap, and that old work you put in don't come because y'all rats. 
Talk to me, King. Flood the block. Uh, this is a very dope um, song to set it off. Yes, it did give me vibes that I was listening to MVP Benny from 2018-2019. Brought him 15000 and got it all back. The money's slow. I hit the bottom. It was down to a stack. I thought about it, took it in, then rerouted the map. It was just his wordplay, his pattern, the way he was dropping it. Um, this is the Benny who, when he wants to get into his drug talk, he is. this is, this is drug talk that makes him, you know, on par with Pusha T. It's not better at this point. So uh, this is a dope start-off song. Delivery, wordplay, dope production. Now, there was something you just said that I found very interesting, right? You said the the plug talk, the drug talk, and you and I, listen, man, we go back to 2017, 2018, where me and Watson, I hate to be be this guy, but I felt we pushed, no pun intended, push your T, Benny Drain, right? Um, I, I respectfully listening to Benny rap throughout these these songs, Watts, compared to his 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 block talk, his plug talk, compared to listen, he just dropped the plugs I met part two, but I do like to talk more in here. Then I like the plug or the plug talk that he has on plugs I met part two. So do I. All right. Track two King P W R D R L featuring El Camino. Um, I like this beat again by Chop Rock. Never heard of this dude Chop Rock in my life at all, but the piano does give me hypnotizing. Not Biggie hypnotizing, even though I never like hypnotized songs from Big. But this song, this beat is very hard. Let me ask you this, watch before I get into this. Do you like the beats on here more con- compared to the the beats that that Hit Boy gave to Benny? Yeah, production wise, these are these are these are head nod boom bap beats to me. Makes my head nod, gives me gives me hip hop feel. Benny's rapping is prime MVP Benny. Yes, I enjoy the production and the rhymes on this better. Absolutely. So, you, so you're telling me a guy that you and I have never heard of till this project or Chop LaRock, you like his beats, head nod and beats from this guy compared to Hit Boy? I like his head nod, boom, bat beats better, absolutely. If people are, are objectively listening to the beats on the two songs we've already talked about, Flood the Block, and we're about to talk about PWRDRL, this is a straight okay. head nod, boom, bat song. Like, I'm hundreds of I'm with you, King. Uh, Benny said, I'm in a thousand gram spot betting racks on garbage can shots. I'm an old school nigga. My mom's came from the past. As long as I'm rich, I'll make the chick pump the gas. Now, making the chick pump the gas, when Jada Kiss said, make sure he hop out and get the Dutchess, and now Benny my talk nigga, about that shorty pump the gas. Let me tell you something, <laughs> my nigga. That is literally... The second I heard him say, as long as I'm rich, I make the bitch pump the gas, I thought about Jada. It's so real, I make her hop out and get the Duchess. I immediately thought about that. Immediately thought about that. Because that's the feel. That is the feel I got from this. This is, you know, go ahead. But, yes, this is absolutely an on-fire song. Yeah, man. Um, El Camino versus kind of kind of mid to me on this joint. I ain't going to hold you. I rock El Camino, a.k.a. Max B's young boy. That's what he sounds like sometimes on the hooks. Uh, but I do like this song. Watch track two, man. Talk to me. 
Uh, I love this song. You you highlighted uh, one of those standout verses that I liked. But let me highlight this. I love El Camino on this. I thought El Camino's verse okay. was dope. I'm a, I'm a fan of El Camino. I like the way El Camino does his harmonizing, but then he does his his his, his uh, thug talk. You know what I'm saying? So I really really like this song. This this song epitomizes what I like about hip hop. Folk song. Um, next song, Pyrex. Picasso featuring Ricky Hyde and Conway the Machine. Once again, watch the beat is tough. Once again, shout out to his brother Chop La Rock. The horns, my nigga, the horns on here are very dope. You got Rick Hyde on the hook. Um, Benny said the traps I had had the agents and the bureaus working. They tried to get in my brain like a neurosurgeon. Um, Conway came in there, throw you off, throw you off the top of your project skydive. I got shot in my top. I kept it moving since some niggas get clipped for it. That was retro, uh, what's it, retribution or something like that. Um, I rock with this joint, man. I rock with this joint. I think Benny right now, in my opinion, is three for three on his project, man. 100% Nick Baby Chew, Pyrex Picasso. Uh, it was leaked before this album came out, so I've been listening to it since last week. Ricky Hyde is on the hook. Uh, once again, dope boom bap production. There's a hatred going on for Boom Back Production, I've noticed, which is anti-hip-hop to me, but I noticed people like to attack the term no, and the phrase Boom, boom Back, which it. I don't understand. Well, I don't understand why people have a problem with, quote-unquote, Boom Back Production. All it is is banging beats, head nodding hip-hop that make your head nod up and down. Like, I don't understand this. Like, it's an attack on hip-hop because it's not trap-sounding uh, production. I'm not sure, but I will always defend the quote-unquote boom-bat production when it comes to hip-hop. Um, I thought Conway had a fire verse. I liked the way Conway ended it. I was just in Houston. I was just in Houston, Tesla cruising, two homies on this tech I'm using. That's the way he ended it. Um, you always say you do like a, a group out right? Mm-hmm. So many yeah. collaborative songs together, man. You can make about three albums yourself if you just take all the collaborative playlists. They got two on here. Um, once again, Benny is three for three on another joint that I really like. Um, and then we go to track four here, man. Seventy three, featuring El Camino and Ricky Hyde. Um, yo, man. I like this joint, produced by Chopla Rock again. Very mob, deep vibes. One of my favorite tracks on here. El Camino sets this off very lovely. I do like El Camino on this joint compared to the other joint. Um, El Camino said, niggas will talk behind your back with their hands open. Uh, Benny with the second verse. So much paper. I hire people just to keep track of it. Kind of reminded me when Biggie said, I, I hire a counsel, watch a counsel, I won't go broke or some shit like that. Um, Ricky Hyde's last verse, I see niggas saying the culture dying. Looking close, how am I, how am I, they don't believe you like compulsive lying. Um, I like this song a lot. This beat here is nasty. I am rocking with this song so hard, body, to the point I have this in heavy rotation for the last uh, day and a half. Um... Talk about how much. Talk about the vocal sample. Did you love how the vocal sample was playing throughout the throughout the song? Loved it, loved it, King. He did that, he did that a couple of times. Loved it, and, and and I really enjoyed it. So uh, 
let's be clear. Benny left Earth. Benny was the MVP of the song because Benny's the best rapper on this song. And this beat is fire. So, yeah, the beat is fire. Uh, beat 73, is fire. 73 is definitely a standout song. It yes. gives me... The, it gives drink. me the Benny feel. It gives me the Benny feel that I love. Give Benny a dope beat. I mean, I feel as if this is Benny before riding him. This is Benny before Hovane, <laughs> Elliot Wilson, and Bob Markman knew who he was. I feel this is that Benny. And and I love this Benny. Before before the dick riders and hip-hop media found out who he was. So, yeah, this is another okay. dope song. <laughs> uh, next song, King, The Iron Curtain. Um Sounds like a wrestler is walking down the aisle with this beat, man. Uh, Benny said this is street gospel, according to Benny. I'm brag, I'm bagging up a brick while I play Adele. What is up with these rappers bagging up? I think Jada Kid said one time bagging up, listening to Sade or some shit like that. Ah, whatever, man. Um, yeah, well, I do rock with this song. Um, this song is solid, in my opinion. Uh, track five, man, talk to me, man. The Iron Curtain. So many ballers in my trap look like the all-star game. Benny tells us he got his first gun at 14 from Conway. You know what I'm saying? So uh, what does that mean? Three, is he giving you some uh, autobiographical talk, uh, introspective talk when he's talking <laughs> and telling us just about his life before he said it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but it did stand out. When he said, I'm bagging up a brick while I play Adele, that was fire to me hey. because – it was so unexpected. Like, I can't imagine Benny backing up and then playing it down. So that out. completely stood out for me. Like, it was a standout bar. Uh, this was another absolutely solid song. Um, next song, G. Uh, Fly With Me featuring Conway. Conway getting a second appearance on here. Um, very soulful beat. Um, Benny's the only rapper to build with E and do a deal with Hove. Um, Conway, they got murals on my face on the buildings, and that's all the way in New Zealand. Now, we've heard Conway say that a lot of times about having murals of him and everything like that. That is crazy. A mural of Conway in New Zealand, that's just crazy, my dude. You know what I mean? Uh, talk to me, Watts. Um, I'm going to give the hook to Corn BP because it kept playing throughout the whole song. Come fly with me. Okay. Uh, I don't okay. know if the hook was a soulful hook. What, what did you consider that hook? Because it kept playing throughout the time. Soulful. A little soul, a little soul, a little bit. See, that's what I was trying to say. I didn't know how to define it. I was like, okay, I keep hearing it, but what do I call it? You know what I'm right. saying? It wasn't like it was a right. Aretha Franklin soul sample that most deaf use. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't how a would you define soul it? for me. Okay. Ah. You can tell um, where he's going with it. You can tell where the brother was going with it, though. Right. Uh, All right again, hold on, hold on. Wait for, wait for it. Let's go ahead. Now tell me. What you giving this, brother? I'm giving this strong four mics. Strong four mics. Okay. Strong four no mics. No fast forward material, Bro. man. And, it, and, it, and, it, and it's the Benny that I it, – it's my favorite version of Benny. Okay, I'm not mad at that. I would agree with that. Four about, listen, definitely. He's not talking about how rich he is, how much money he is, how much celebrities he knows. He's still in rap mode. I'm still showing y'all. You know what I'm saying? He's still in rap mode. But but but, but by you saying that though, by you saying that, what you're saying, Benny's doing that kind of talk now, with how much money he has. Talk. You have you have issues and problems with Benny telling us how much ducats, 
how much papes he is receiving from the industry from his, you know. No, no, I have, I have no, I have no problem. I have no problem with floor rap. Big L used to rap floor rap all the time. You know what I'm saying? It's not yes, what, what, what made us love Benny initially was his autobiographical rap about his past. He talks about Conway growing up. He talks about Machine Gun Black. He talks about his brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, he talks about right. this stuff so you know where his mind frame was. And that's my favorite version of many. Yes, his life has changed. Now he's rich. Now he's literally can collaborate with anybody he wants. So his yep. rapping topics yep. are going to be different. But it doesn't – remember, it was the rawness of these Buffalo dudes that caught us. It wasn't them coming out the gate. Ho, ho, French Montana, you know, but, you know, it was, it was just mm. different talk. So um, I, I really enjoyed this. This is a strong four mics to me. Why did I not enjoy plugs I met like I enjoyed this? Part two. Obviously. I do not know why I did not enjoy plugs I met part two more than this, but I did enjoy this. I yes, wish more rappers about, would do this. Wait, come on. Yes, you do. You, you, it's clear. Like, it's clear. The rapping and the beats. Unless, well, <laughs> not, not the beats, just just, just the collaborations. You know what I'm saying? Like, me and you are not like jumping Harry through hoops. I like Harry Ford. I like Ford, but I don't think Ford did it. I don't think Ford laced Benny. Didn't, didn't Harry Ford do all the whole production on, on Plugs on Red Part 2? Yes. But that was Harry my Ford, issue wasn't it? With yeah, the, I didn't really like, I like Ford, but I didn't like some of them beats, though. To me, you follow up the plugs I met to with inferior MCs, and no one can debate that. No one can say, Watson, you wildin'. The, the MCs fat, on the plugs fat, I met two were better than the MCs on plugs I met one. And that was my issue. You set such a high bar for MCs. I mean, think about who we had on plugs I met. Think about this three. One of our favorite MCs of this year, who's going to be highly ranked, RJ Payne, who's on the plugs I met one. Jadakiss, mm-hmm. who has revitalized the locks. Now people are reviewing right. how great an MC right. Jadakiss is. He's also on the plugs right. I met. You have Black Thor on the plugs I met. So to me, the issue was the plugs I met too, the, the artists you had rapping with you, Sad on French Montana, not in the class of a kid, push your Black Thor mm-hmm. in terms of just rhyming. Not in success, but rhyming. So we're both in agreement for mics, right? Absolutely. That's what it is, man. All right, Watts. We're going to Queensbridge right quick, man. And the reason we're going to QB and the reason I'm picking this artist because we got bashed for our um, King's Disease Part 2. Some people did not like the review. Listen, guys, you're not going to like every review we do. This is not. We don't do reviews for people to like the review. We do reviews to give our opinion opinion but i do feel that since this man's name has been bubbling and listen i've always known i'm the funny thing about it is we are older than a lot of you niggas that listen to the show man or maybe around the same age as some of y'all i find it funny when negroes are trying to school me and watson about Nas. i think that's hilarious but i will salute dudes for sticking to their guns and listen, they ride it with Nas. I, I already know how we feel. But I'm going to go to Queensbridge. I say nasty Nas, watch. You say what, King? 
I say Nazis, Menage Quazes, on Mount Every Lodges. That's what I say. Okay. <laughs> um, Nas is one of the greatest MCs of all time. He's such a great MC. He's such a great MC3 that 30 years later, people are discovering and finding out how great an MC he was in the uh-huh. 90s. And now he's starting to get his flowers 30 years later. Because, like me and you, because we were literally there in April, copying Illmatic the day it dropped. Outside. Because we were the, the day dropped. And, and, and remember when it didn't sell a lot of copies? It didn't, it didn't, it didn't right. sell a lot. So, so all, all, of the, all of the Nas love definitely wasn't there in April. Because the Above the Rim soundtrack right. was going damn near double platinum. Uh, Biggie, Biggie came out. Took over New York. What? Yeah. I digress. Nas is such a great MC that 30 years later, he's getting his first Grammy. He's getting yep. flowers. He's getting critical acclaim. And I'm happy for the people who've discovered him. But goddamn, I wish I knew y'all in 1991 <laughs> when I first heard Live at the Barbecue. And me and she was listening to Lost Pro. Canelli, Joe Fatal, and some unknown kid. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we was like, yo, who's this street disciple my rap to trifle? We, we didn't know who it was, but it, it definitely sounded ill. So that was my first introduction now, to listening to Nas. I'm glad you went there. So let me ask you this. What was your first initial reaction when you're back to the grill again and you had Red Hot Lover Tone, MC Search, and my man Chubb Rock on there? But Nas verse. What did you think when you first heard Nas verse? This is Nas, kid. You know how it runs. I'm waving automatic Ooh. guns and nuns. Guns and so, nuns. Yeah, I thought, Ooh. I thought it was, I thought it was incredible. I was like, yo, this is that dude. This is that same guy who's on Live Barbecue. So I right. was really interested in anything he did. So we got back to the girl again. By the way, there's a video for that for the. For the people who love King Beef too, <laughs> do me a favor. Uh, you can YouTube Back to the Grill again, and you'll see right. Nas rapping with Chub Rock, yep. MC Surge, yep. and Red Hot Lover Tone, a.k.a. a.k.a. the guy oh. who produced Nas's most successful album of all time. It was written. The, Maybe well, you might AKA, not know that. A.k.a. the guy who Jermaine Dupree acts like they are scrub niggas, um, Tone and Polk, Trackmasters, which is kind of crazy to me, but that's a whole different story for a different day. Watch. So you and I listen to Nas. We hear Nas's verse on there. Then I think we could fast forward to the Zebrahead soundtrack. Watch. We heard it in um, halftime for the first time. So what's your yeah. initial reaction when you first heard halftime? Uh, constant rewind. The radio, put it in the Walkman, and I used to rewind that song all the time. It's like that. You know, it's like that. Yo, I love halftime. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. By the way, Nas also shot a video for that. You can YouTube yep. it, and you can see the yep. video for halftime yep. for people who want to know. Because mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, so, based on our King's Disease 2 review, people think we might not even know who Nas is. You know what I'm saying? Thanks. But guess what, y'all? Now, that Nas that we're talking about right now, yeah, that's, that's called prime Nas. That's not called... Nas is mature. Nas is rapping about different things in his life. No, 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 no. This is the raw essence of yep. Nas. 
the introduction now, that Nas gave me in three. Now, let's go ahead and watch. You and I, let's be honest. Nas is a product of the Rakim Kooji Rap tree. Is he not, sir? Both those guys. Not just Rakim, not just G-Rap, not just G-Rap, not Rakim. We could both sit and say it's a mixture of Rakim and G-Rap, right? Not only is that a mixture of G-Rap and Rakim, it's a mixture of all of the guys that we loved in the 80s. Nas is one year younger than me. So that means literally everything that I loved in hip-hop in the 80s, Nas loved too because you know he loves Slick Rick, right? He loves Slick Rick. He talks about that. You know he loves uh, KRS-One also. He did the autobiographical of KRS-One on one of his albums. Y'all think I didn't know that, right? Think I'm new to Nas, right? Um, so Nas, so so Nas was just a product of the greatness of '80s hip hop that influenced and inspired him. Yep. Facts. Facts. Now we fast forward to Illmatic, the making of Illmatic, the the top producers. Is this the first album that we heard, or that I can recollect, watch where it was an all star lineup for rapper though? Like, Nas had an all-star lineup produce, producer-wise for this project, no? We have P-Rock, Primo, L.E.S., all you guys? I'm, I'm just going to say I don't know. Because by 94, dude, we listen to so much hip-hop, man. I'm, I'm not going to jump out the window and say that's the first album we heard with all-star producers. Because we, we listened to everything that came out from New York. So I'm not going to say that. Mm-hmm. But what I will say is um, how can you listen to Illmatic and then the narrative gets started that Nas can't pick beats. You see, now this is where we're going to destroy that narrative and prove that that narrative comes from people who never listen to Nas or not familiar with Nas. Because this is where you, got, this is where you guys have no leg to stand on. Yep. It's on this album. Me and Three have reviewed Illmatic. It's on PSA Hip Hop. We reviewed the That's album. Right. One of the things we always talk about is how <laughs> One Time for Your Mind is not our favorite song on the album. <laughs> But, nah, it's not, it's but, but the album did meet expectation, and it was yeah. a flawless yeah. album. We already reviewed it. it. But the, the point is, the narrative I want to just get out there is, how dare you guys say Nas can't pick beats? What are your issues with the beats on Illmatic? So you can't create a narrative when his debut album, these are the beats he's rhyming on. And it's yeah. his most critically yeah. acclaimed album. So how do you say his most critically acclaimed album, but he can't pick beats? Interesting. Sidebar, sidebar, I did wish Eric Sermon did get it, but the, I wish he, got, he was able to get a beat to, to Nas for this album. That's my, I just wish he did, but again, though, I wish he did. No, that's it, that's it, that's it, we, that's it. No, that's it. No, I, mean, I mean, we have the PSA Hip Hop review of the album. I'm just saying that the, the point that I'm making is that this is the album where uh, – where there was some incredible production and just, you know, mind-boggling lyricism. Um, when we get now, to one of his other albums... You said, watch, you said that, we said that we, this album did not sell, right? We both know this album did not sell. Now, obviously, we fast forward now in 2021. You ever wonder why it didn't sell, though? This is, I mean, at the time, Big Soul, Meth Soul, Black Muslim what? and Burn. What, wasn't, any, wasn't, any, wasn't any songs that catered to the radio... Uh, and no songs that were made for radio. This was a pure hip-hop. It was a love letter to hip-hop. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this 94 was a, 
was a very competitive Fire year. year in hip hop. There was a lot of great MCs. That's another thing. You know, people act like when Nas came out, there wasn't MCs as nice as nah. him. Nice there were. There were a lot. One of them was Big L. Other one was Big. OC dropped. Yep. Jay Damage was out. It wasn't like I was thinking, man, Nas is just better than everybody. I never nah, think that in 94. Wu was all out by then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wu, Black Moon, come on. There was a lot of shit going on. So mm-hmm. that album not selling is just the reality of the landscape of hip-hop. But that also, that also tells you also that because an album like that didn't sell, to us, we didn't care about not selling. We still had in our Walkmans. We if I broke if I broke a Matic or I or the, or it popped in a fucking tape deck, nigga, I had to run to the store and cop another one. It was just like that. Like I had to go cop another Nas or Matic. You know Here's what I mean? a perfect example. The, the Above the Rim soundtrack came out and was double platinum. If they did their verses on what album is better, the Above the Rim soundtrack or Illmatic, Illmatic Dog Walks. Illmatic it's Dog Walks. But, Illmatic, but Illmatic doesn't have the sales to back it up. So the whole concept of, yo, your album don't got nothing for the radio, the girls ain't going to like it, that whole concept gets thrown out the window when we talk hip-hop. That's why I hate when people go in yeah. that bag. Because I think Illmatic is mm. one of the most difficult albums to beat if you go song for song. That's a fact. That's a fact. And for Nas, and listen, we also did a segment on Nas's um, Illmatic versus It Was Written. We also had a debate about that. That's been talked for years, which album is better. You can go Ghostface, Iron Man, uh, Supreme Clientele. You can do Infamous, Hell on Earth. Like, those kind of, like, the, the dark side with the album, maybe you can go there. Like, the first two albums, like, which one was better, right? Now, in between that time before It Was Written, popped off Nas, um, watch. Let's see, Nas is still doing what? Clue Tapes, Nas is what? He's on Marv Deep's album, right? And Ghostface album, right? I think it was the only features that standout features he had before going into it was written. He was also on a feature called Fast Life with the cool genius of rap. Fast Life with G Rap. I smoked trees considerably. Oh, yeah, he was wilding on there. Yo, how much it felt for Nas to do a song with G Rap? I really, I could imagine uh, how Nas felt to do I'm a fucking, you. you get a call from G-Rap. That must have felt, that must have been everything, man. G-Rap's hmm? video shoot. She, she talks about it, that he was like, nah, nah I got to go G-Rap. Like, it meant... In 1995, Nas going to see G-Rap meant everything to him. G-Rap respected him. G-Rap put him on the cover yep. of the album. Four, five, yep. six albums. Another, another I wonder if Nas is nervous, first. though. Watch. Watch. You think Nas is nervous a little bit, though, in the session? Mm-hmm. A little bit. A little no, nervous. Nas nervous. Nah. He was nervous. You break it up a little bit. He just... I do think he's nervous. I don't believe Nas was nervous. Okay, okay. I think he had a little and, nerves. Um, I think when you, I, I think it's like playing. It's like when Kobe stepped on the court with MJ for the first time. I think it's one of those things, man. Like, damn, I'm in here with fucking G Rap. Like, I'm about to fucking share bars with G Rap. Like, I'm about to go in the booth and spit with G Rap. Like, we're picking a beat here. We're coming up with concept song. Like, we're, we've got a hook. Like, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I'm thinking, I, think, I, 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 would I think. think, I think they were in the studio together. I don't think they emailed nah, it to each no. other in that era. No, I think they were in the studio together writing rhymes. 
So, so I, I think it was I think it was just a dope a dope song. Um, and mind you, think about these three these three guest verses Nas gives you. He gives you verbal intercourse. He gives I you eye for an eye, and he gives I you might. and he gives you fast life and he gives you fast life with G Rap. I mean, I mean, dear King's Disease two guys. I will ask you three. <laughs> If Nas and King's Disease, are there any songs that give you the feel of verbal intercourse, fast life, and eye for an eye? That would be a negative, negative, and another scoop of negative, sir. Three negative. Now, if I hide like that and point that out saying, this is how great a lyricist Nas was, do you feel his subject matter is different on King's Disease 2, but it's his flow and delivery as good as 95 Nas that on the song. No, it's not. No, and the lyrics, and the lyrics, and so if, the lyrics so also. So if we highlight that, so if me and you highlight that, are we two old heads who are stuck in the past? Well, a nigga at the barbershop told me that me and you need to go back, or a nigga on Twitter, told, Instagram told me that we need to go back to 94. And I'm laughing at myself, like, okay, and okay, I'm glad to go back to 94. Thanks. I don't know what the fuck that meant. Go back to '94. I'll be all right. Cool. No, it would not. Watch it. See your answer, brother. See your question. Pardon. No. Okay, so let's continue. We're at '95, leading up to the most defining album of Nas's career. Okay, now is this one of the most anticipated albums in hip hop history? Though, go to Nas' second album, Snoop Dogg. I would say Fifty Cent. I would say I would definitely say Nas also. To me and you, I'm gonna say that. Because remember, the first album wasn't a commercial success. No. So it was anticipation I, for Nas. So, so, so to me and you, yes, to me and you, this is one of the most important second albums ever yes. of my life. It was for me. Okay, it was. I, I can say it that was. for me speaking, but for me, the nation, but for the, but, but was it anticipated like Doggy Style? And give it to that trying? No, not to me. It no, wasn't. No, for the no, world. No, no. But but no. for me personally, as a hip hop fan, yes, I yes, wanted this yes, album yes. as much as any album that's ever come out in history because it matters right. so great and it meant so that's much. Ever. And yeah. we just highlighted the three Nas verses in '95 on three five mic songs. Mm-hmm. Right. What do we think about the first single off this album? What? Um, it reminds people to give you a pulse of what 1996 looked like. Lauren Hill was MVP of 1996, an MVP. And um, we all knew Nas could rap, but Nas had to appeal past me and you, you know, the boom bap primo head. It had to appeal to women. It had to get a larger fan base. And who do you get but the biggest hip-hop stars of the time and ever? The Fugees. That was and big, That was big, Esco. That and, was big, and, Esco. And, and, you, and you redo a classic hip-hop song, If I Ruled the World by Curtis Blow, and you have Lauren Hill sing the Legend. Hook. Nas can rap. So that wasn't the it, it, it was never going to be issue, can Nas rap? You just got to put the right production behind yeah. him. And that, and that, and that Jermaine Dupree is where the track masters come into. Jermaine Dupree, that's where the track masters come into the game. Because then they, along with Lauryn Hill, 
revived Nas's career from underground boom bap superstar to mainstream hip hop accepted rapper. Yep. And PSA Hip Hop has a hour review of <laughs> it was written. For, by the way, by the way, for all the yeah. cases, these two heads, y'all act like y'all act like we don't already have a review of this album and Illmatic. Y'all act like we don't have that yeah, on but, but wait a minute. Yeah, but y'all going to tell us about King's Disease 2? Well, let me ask you three since I got you on the damn since we're talking. Hey, man, how does King's <laughs> Disease 2 stack up to It Was Written, man? Let's talk. I can't. It's, it's, it's like night and day. It's, it doesn't match. They don't mix. It's different vibes from the rhymes, the beats, to everything, man. Once again, we talked about the anticipation of this album. I mean, listen, man, credit to Nas, though, Watts. Was, was, all right, was King's Disease, was it anticipated, do you think? Um, I think it was anticipated in the sense that because of Nas. Nas is such a legendary hip-hop figure. Remember, Nas has a 30-year career behind him. Like, this is not, you know what I'm saying? And he's so established, yeah. and it's like the go-to thing for non-hip-hop heads and people who are new to hip-hop is to say, um, and let me just say this, man, no disrespect. If you're 30 years old and you got Nas in your top five, I need you to explain why. <laughs> we already told you he came out 30 years ago. So if you're 30 years old, you, you first heard him in 30. So tell me why you had, because clearly you had to revisit Nas and decide yeah, spin the block. if it's dope. Did they spin the block? And when you revisited him, hip-hop had completely sounded different. So I yeah. always question the young boys when they like, oh, uh, Nas in my top five. I'm like, okay. So uh, it's interesting because you guys love King's Disease Before you go, so much. What do, what are we doing with Nas on the mixtape era and the Clue era? Do we put Nas up there? Do we give Nas? Are we shortchanging Nas off the '90s tape era? No, we're not because it wasn't like he was. Uh, mixtape DJs used to, if they could get an unreleased Nas song or unreleased Nas verse. They play it. He was lucky. Clue yeah. definitely got some mm-hmm. exclusives. Uh, in '96, mm-hmm. Clue introduced us to um, to Nature and Nas, and they say fire. Yeah, it's more nowadays. And then dance with my project days. Like Nas went crazy on that joint, and I didn't know who Nature was. And that is a mix. My By guy. the way, my that mixtape that that was on, that is a mixtape legendary mixtape with that has that Nas Nature freestyle. Uh, as we yeah. move on through the 90s, Clue started getting Nas exclusives. Like when Nas would rap yeah, with Femme Fatale. Remember that? With Foxy Brown, Femme Fatale, he Fatale rapped with Dude Foxy, Groove. Mary J. Blige. They rhyme over Road to the Riches. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I doubt you can't you rap. these two heads even know what you I'm rap. talking about. I know Sheree knows <laughs> what I'm talking about. Talk, talking about. But you, King Disease, two guys, do you know what I'm talking about when I talk about Nas's freestyle with Femme Fatale and Foxy over <laughs> World to the Riches on a, a right. new mixtape exclusive. Fire. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. So are we both on record saying Illmatic and it was written for Nas to have back-to-back five mic projects? What does that say about Nas? Let's be real, Watts. That's not an easy thing to do to have back-to-back. That's not an easy thing to do. Snoop can do it. Ray Kwan can do it. You get what I'm saying? Um, what it did was it established Nas as one of the 
one of the leading superstars in hip-hop. Such a leading superstar in hip-hop that on the It Was Written album, he gave us a hint of a supergroup called The Firm on a song called Affirmative Action with, with three has a problem with Foxy Brown's verse. Uh, if he wants to talk about why he has a problem, he he he, 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 he Come on. About I mean, when she, she was on Benny the Butcher, even though she came up before Benny, though, but she was cooking up. Like, was, was, I would love to know Benny's express, Benny pushing T, Jeezy, what do they feel about young Inga, Fox Bookie Brown's verse on them, my dude? She was cooking up. Ten track of talk, she was cooking up, shutting up. You know what I mean? But it's still a classic nope. song, though. Even though, no question. Listen, even though you, you can't. Wait, hold on, watch. Back to you King's Disease guys that watch to be talking about it. You are not going to tell me Affirmative Action Part 2 is sitting at the table Part 1. How many of you niggas are still listening to Part 2? That's what I want to know. Okay. Uh, great, great comparison. But I guess we're stuck in 96 because we think the original <laughs> Affirmative Action is better than the uh, the King's Disease Part uh, the Kings is part one affirmative action. Um, so well, what it did was it led to MVP ninety six. He's definitely an MVP candidate. So you Nas was an MVP of ninety six. Would you argue that? And can you let that? Can you understand that? If someone told you Nas was an MVP in ninety six, you can you can argue it and you can make a case for it. It's go. It's, it's between Nas, Pac, and the Fugees. Yeah, I mean, agree. to the yes. Southern Brothers, agree. to the Southern Brothers, I will throw in eight, eight aliens because I know that album is very important okay. to y'all. So, so to Southern mm-hmm. people, they'd be like, "Hold up, you're not gonna leave us out." Outcast album, so okay. Okay. But yeah. but Nas was absolutely an MVP candidate of 1996. Which leads us to going Why, into who's your MVP? Huh? Who's your MVP for '96? If you could recollect, if you had to pick now, when 2021 years years passed. Who would you say now, if you could go back into the time machine, brother, was the MVP for you? Uh, so, so MVP between uh, Redman and Nas for me. Okay. Not mad at that. Not mad at that. Not mad at that. So Nas gives us two back-to-back albums, Watts, 96. Um, he takes off one. Now, so 97 comes, and then voila, we get the firm album, Watts. We get Nature, Fox, AZ, and Fox, Boogie Brown. Now, let me ask you this. Were you big, or did you want a Nas album, or were you cool with a firm album, sir? I wanted I wanted a firm album desperately, and I was ecstatic. I was as happy okay. as I could be to buy the firm album. I was absolutely okay. loved it. I knew Dr. Dre was going to do the production. I was a big, I am a big fan of A Z. Um, Hove talks you about are. the firm on the song Sunshine. Remember. It's firm, like Foxy, yes. Nature, Brown, and AZ. Remember, remember Jay-Z just said that, right? Fox, Nas, and AZ. Kids firm, and Nature, Fox, Nas, and AZ. Okay, why did he say that? Why did Jay-Z say that in 1990? Jay was a Nas fan. Jay was a Nas fan, man. Point okay. that period, man. Jay was a Nas fan. And there's nothing wrong No, no, no. I know that, but I just want people to know if they hear the song Sunshine, why he's saying that. So I love the firm. I love the idea of the firm. I love the idea of the firm. The firm blew up Noriega. It blew him up. It blew him up. I'm leaving with the firm that blew him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because remember, 
the firm sold more than the war before. Right. It, 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 it blew him up because it was a bigger, wider scale of audience who heard him. You but, think everybody see, that got the firm did not have the war hard. report. All right. Stay right there then. So, well, all right. Now we're talking about his audience getting bigger, right? But you already rock with Norio before that. Nori, no, no, no. Nori already said for you. For you, I'm talking about for you. No, no, no. For you, for you. What I'm saying is I watched the streets gravitate to that song and Nori become a bigger mm-hmm. star. I remember dudes loving that song. Like, I remember watching this. Like, yo, they love this Nori shit. I was already on there. Me and you was already <laughs> on there with him and, yeah, with him and um, Ice Down Medallion, with him and Real Flush. Like, I didn't need flush, yeah. I was listening to him then, and I was listening to the War Report. That's but where I want to know that. point. Nas. Let me just tell you how big the firm was. Just show how big Nas was. Nas was getting Source magazine covers. Nas was getting interviews on MTV. It was a big. The Thanks. firm was a big deal. Let's 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 um, let's not even. If you were around in '97, the firm as a group was a big deal. People try to find huh? it was a big deal, but they were definitely a big deal though. It was a was, big. And, and by the way, by the way, for people to want to know, did anybody like the firm? Once again, this is where YouTube is your friend. Put. Firm live live performance, and you're going to see the firm at the Apollo absolutely tear the place down. And yes, when Foxy Brown came out to perform, the crowd went even more hype. I mean, people really need to understand how how big a star Foxy Brown was in that era. Listen, man, you know I feel about Foxy. You know I feel about the soft soft spot in my heart for, for Fox, man. One of my favorite, she's my second favorite female rapper after MC Light. I love Lauren, but I'm a Fox. I love Fox. Love Fox. Yes, I got Fox well, with look, him. Listen, and, and, and so the point is, Nas was part of a super group called The Firm. Uh, one, of my, one, one of my favorite songs on the album is a song called Phone Tap that has nature and AZ on it and has an incredible beat. And let me just give you a, a, a Phone Tap memory. I was at this place in the Bronx called Skate Key where people roller skate. Yes, people were still roller skating in New York City in 1997. <laughs> but the thing about Skate Key was it was so hard that people would stop roller skating, turn it into a dance, just a regular party, a hood party. Mm. I remember the DJ threw on phone tap, man. And it's one of my all-time favorite hip-hop memories. It was the dairy. It was the whole Everybody was going crazy. Just, just a classic song. So once again, Nas, as the most known MC, the most successful oh MC, um, was on was on uh, the phone tap and Dr. Dre production for the for the for the for the Dr. Dre is the goat producer for all you guys who want, who say Dr. Dre is the greatest producer. Do not act like. He does that production on the Firm album. You have to you have to count that album when you oh, talk about oh, Drake well, production. I think, but I agree with you. But I think people do. But for some, for whatever reason, when people go into the Dr. Dre discography of productions, they don't go into the Firm bag, and they don't go into the early aftermath with Ring, 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 oh, ring, ring, all that. I don't think they bypass that. Like, I don't know if Dre at that time was what people saying he's a at that time. I don't know the beginning stages of aftermath. They was. Yeah, that's I, the wait, wait, wait. 
He'd already done he, he had already done the chronic and doggy style, so Dr. Dre was absolutely looked upon. Yeah, you remember the classic cover of Source where he has the gun to his head and he talked about his I love Dr. Dre. Like so Dr. So it was Dre's a, it was, it was a big deal. Now. So so mm-hmm. the point I'm making is how convenient people who rate Dr. Dre as the greatest producer try to act like they never heard the firm album. And obviously it bothered Dre because on Forget About Dre on Eminem's album, he says talking about the firm flop. The firm like, drop. Yeah, the firm drop. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So he even knows about it. You don't get imagine a platinum. You don't get love imagine, imagine a platinum hip-hop album by a group that goes platinum and people call it a flop. That is just a lie. It is a myth. You cannot call the firm album a flop. You cannot, because it wasn't. Four mics to me. I think I don't know what people are expecting though. I don't know, but maybe they're expecting a classic. Now, do I do I think the firm album is a classic? No, I don't think it's a classic. Heavy rotation when the album came out, brother. I was on that album. Yes, hard yes, body. yes. Hard body. What are we saying? Watch Nas has two albums out. You know what I mean? Now, I Am drops, Watts. What are we doing with I Am? Is that one of the most slept on Nas albums album that Nas dropped, in your opinion? So let's, for, for, for the people who know nothing about... Because we could review it also. City, That's an album we could review. So for the people who do not know anything about New York City hip-hop, by the time I Am came out, Jay-Z had, by this time, laid his claim that he was the king of New York. And Nas and Jay Z were doing severe subliminals to each other yeah. by the time I am oh. came out. Now, because of the boot because of the bootlegging, it it did not come out in ninety eight. They pushed it back, so it came out early nineteen ninety nine. But I'ma tell you, me and my man Mel, God bless the dead, when we first heard Hate Me Now, we immediately oh, knew God. he was talking to Hope. We immediately knew we immediately this was his response to the success of Hove with the Hard Knock Life. We know. He's like, who is he talking to? Nobody else That's is here. Big had passed. Hey, big had passed. Big. Uh, it, it, hey. it was like, we know you are talking to Jay-Z big on this on album. Us. There's no debate. Big and Hate Me Now. Yo, my dude, was, Hate Me Now. Let me show you how big, I, how I knew Hate Me Now was big. Most Jamaican, most Caribbean niggas, when you go to reggae clubs, they don't want to hear what they'll say. We don't want to Yankee music. They don't want to hear American music, right? Dogs. When they would play Hate Me Now, the Jamaicans and the Caribbean people in Flatbush Avenue would go effing crazy when Hate Me Now come on. That's when I knew, okay, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, Hate Me, we, we, we just spoke about uh, Lauryn Hill's song. Hate Me Now, is, is it at the table? With, with, um, if I rule the Hate world. Me Now. So, so, the, so let's give you guys some history. Hate Me Now became one of the most controversial Nas hip-hop songs of all time. Because Diddy was trying to make his name as he wanted white America to love him. And there was a scene at the beginning of Hate Me Now where Nas and Diddy are carrying the cross that that bothered that that you know, that crucified Jesus Christ. That became um very controversial and Diddy demanded that it get cut out of the video scene. So that led to big controversy and beef with him and Nas. I don't know if people have seen the full Hate Me Now, but it starts off with Diddy and Nas carrying the cross, you know, walking through, you know, whatever. So it was so, this was a big deal. The song was a big deal. Controversy. Nas was a superstar at this point. This is 90s Nas 
in my opinion, the greatest version of Nas that you're ever going to hear. We we already highlighted his first two albums. We highlighted the firm. We highlighted mixtape verses. We highlighted guest features, and and we're gonna highlight. Oh, by the way, my fault. In 1995, we we overlooked the fact that he was also on AZ's album, More Money, More Problems, More Money, More Homicide. Yeah, yeah, Nas was on that too, and so I I completely slipped my mind. But um, so by '99, he does I Am on I Am. Three Letterman has a very controversial take that I strongly disagree with, but I, I see people on Twitter think that it's a great take, and now I will make him defend his take. Three Letterman will proudly say, New York State of Mind Part 2 is better than New York State of Mind Part 1. <laughs> you know, hold on. Dog, you all people know I love that. I love this is. I'm in New York State, my part two dude, over part one. Shout out to, shout out to my sister, say no, because I know say no agree with me on that though. I think Watts loves New York State, New York State, part one. I love New York State, my part two. I love it, man. I think Nas just paints a, a ill picture, man, about the block when he had six of us in the pro flip. Well, like Nas was wilding on New York State, my part two, like wilding. I love Nas verse on New York State. And for me. Part two is better than part one for me, Watts. This is. Okay, no problem. I just wanted to, I wanted you to give me the floor because I know you you feel that way. You know, broken glass in the hallway. I understand that. Nas painted a perfect picture. But, but, but you know how I feel about, you know how I feel about if you pioneer something, if you're the first and it's great, I can't put nothing over it. It was the first New York State of mine. But, 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 but oh, uh, credit to Nas, though, because a lot of times you niggas, you rapping niggas, will make a part one and part two, and we're like, yo, fam. You shouldn't have left part one alone. I wasn't mad at that. I could do scenario remix let, also. Let me ask you a question. You know how I feel about scenario remix over the original scenario joint? I love the remix the scenario more. Got them. Um, thoughts on, since we never reviewed the album, I will ask you again, what are your thoughts on Nas's like video sitting in a project hall mm. with Ron Artest? That video was everything, man. Nas in a project store? I love Nas's like, man. Five like song. I think Nas's like... That shit got a lot of burn, watch. That shit got a lot of burn, fam. Video-wise, on the radio, Nas is like, got a lot of burn, cuzzo. Love Nas is like. What that first single? Steven A. Smith. First single? We yeah. heard that on. Did we not hear that song before the album dropped? Yeah, we did. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Um, Stephen A. Smith did his top five Nas songs. Hate okay. Me Now and Nas is Like are on his top five Nas songs. I had tagged you in it for you to see it. Um, Stephen A. Smith listening. Sabo, are you are you buying LeBron head nod and he did the King's Disease? Are you jacking that? Yes, because me and you have found out that LeBron loves to. No, one thing we found out about LeBron is LeBron loves to be seen as in tune with everything hip hop related. Like that's something that's important to him. So I'm not mad at him for I'm that. not surprised I'm not he did that. that. Not I'm mad at him for that. But when Nas was, but 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 but, not, but LeBron heading on the mob deep is the same to me as Stephen A. Smith from Hollis Queens head nodding to Nas. It's, it it seems unnatural. Stephen A. Smith is not a hip hop head. He said it. 
He told Max Live on the Edge, I'm going to R&B. You know what I'm saying? Hip-hop wasn't my thing. I listen to R&B. This is a man from Hollis Springs for crying out loud. Who's younger than Run DMC? I, take, I trust Max Kellerman's take on hip-hop way more than Stephen A. Smith's. 100%. But, um... Hey, yes, Tommy Boy. Hey, Tommy Boy, before you try to write down, yo, three and Watson, of course you're going to say that. Max Kellerman used to rap. We know that, dogs. But he still sneak in hip-hop talk sometimes. On his dialogue, sometimes, and I appreciate it. And, and when he do, and when he does, Stephen A. Smith doesn't know what he's talking about. I watched him make Fuji <laughs> rap references and Cuban link references, and Stephen A. Smith is just standing there like you're talking a different language right now. I'm com- I completely have no idea that you're quoting Cuban links right now to me. That you're quoting Raekwon. Like he's sitting up there, like, what are you talking about? Um. Oh, so, um. So now here's something interesting. Is there anything more you want to say about uh, – because we're, one day we're going to review uh, I Am Listen, Out I with Nas. But is there anything I you want to say about that love. And Undying Love is my shit. Um, I want to say that. Uh, Undying Love is one of my favorite songs it, on I Am. In terms of storytelling, what do you say about Undying Love as a storytelling song? Top three Nas, top three storytelling joints by Nas ever. Besides, one, one, love, one love is my favorite Nas storytelling song. Let me just be clear on that. But after that, you know what I'm saying? Let one love. Was that the first time we heard him talk about his bodyguard horse when we listened to Undying yeah. Love? Because oh, horse oh. is his co-star well, of yes. the song. <laughs> yes, we heard about horse. Sidebar, though. Nas is people that he trapped with, Jungle, Nation, um, Quan. Besides Nature and AZ, I mean, did Nas do a great job in discovering people? Dave East is okay, but he didn't rap with Dave East. You don't like you didn't like Millennium Thug? You didn't like Millennium Thug? No. No. I had I had I had no issue with Millennium Thug. None whatsoever. No, with Jay and the Rangers and Christon and Rel and these niggas. I had no problem with Millennium Thug. I had no problem with Millennium Thug. So um funny how people say they forget they forget that Dr. J produced on the firm. But what Nas fan, what Nas fans seem to always never forget is they never forget about Nasty Nas to Esco to Escobar. Now he is <laughs> Nostradamus. Uh, can you talk about Nostradamus uh, three? That, wait a minute. That the first single is Eric Sermon produced. So let the funk flow. Okay. Beats and Nasidamas was used on EPMD's album, and the name of the song was To Let the Funk Flow. So all you mm. Nas can't pick beats, y'all really hated Strictly Business and the song To Let the Funk Flow, because the actual song Nasidamas is the So Let You Funk Flow beat. So, uh, three, why does Nas get so much hate for Nasidamas? I think it goes back to something that you got mad about with people saying that Nas doesn't know how to pick beats. I think that's when the conversation started, Watts, was that project. Um, well, first of all, we got to give a shout-out to Nas for dropping two projects in one year. I know DMX did it also, but we also got I, I feel like DMX gets more love, RP DMX, gets more love for dropping two albums in, in one year more than Nas. you feel that way? Like, it's not equal love. Well, it's not equal love because DMX's two albums. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It, 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 for whatever the reason is, 
DMX gets more credit than Nas. It's like we have to remind people Nas. Like, Nostradamus came out the same year I Am. I think that actually hurt I Am because I Am wasn't allowed to breathe because he already put out his first single for, um, for, for Nostradamus. So it's like you could you really could have played more songs from um I am but you had but because I am was already bootlegged and a lot of stuff was released already and it should have came out in 98 you already had stuff for uh Nostradamus. Um right. one Nostradamus he has a song with Prodigy. What are your thoughts about that song 3? Is that the Family Matters song? Is there the Family Matters song? I know Ron Isley was on there. He had a few more train on there. No, no, hell no. Not the Ron Isley song. <laughs> you know, my man. So wait a minute. So you clearly subscribed to Nostradamus was just not your album. Oh, boy, I ran to the store. Listen, I ran to the store to cop it. It was anticipated again because it's Nas, right? So we look at Nas right now, right? Nas, it was it was written, was anticipated. I think the firm was anticipated. I can say I am was anticipated. Nostradamus was anticipated. So when Nas dropped, he was anticipated. I just felt that he didn't. I didn't like the album at all. I would like for us to spin the block on two projects. Watch it. I'm gonna throw it out here for the PSA listeners because these are two projects I felt that got body slammed and crucified. Right? Immobility. And Nostradamus. I one day I want to review those albums just to get and, a and, final and, verdict. And, 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 and I agree with you, but here's the thing: I don't look at Nostradamus isn't an album. I don't look at Nostradamus like a mobility at all, like at all. Um, you know, Primo produced the song "Come and Get Me." I loved that song. Maybe you both always say, "What do we say about what do we say about Dame Priest?" Why, in my opinion, man. You uh, all right? But uh, what about Family with 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 Mob Deep? I love me, but I'm still going Nas and Primo on that joint. I play that song okay, more than any, any song on there. Come on. Come on. That's fine, right? But when people say Nas can't produce beats, you know, I'm looking at the track listing for the producers on here. Primo is on here. Havoc Production. Dame Grease produced four songs. I mean, you always say Dame Grease wasn't getting his flowers enough. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Dame Grease did a lot of beats on there. Now, I would say this, watch. I think Dame Grease, by the time he touched DMX and was doing DMX beats, I did like the beats more he did for X compared to Nostradamus, though. But here's the thing. No shame. This came out after. The reason why Dame Grease was on this album, this was a year after It's Dark and Hell is Hot. This was November 1999. So Dame Grease got his name and his fame from the DMX album. But the point I'm making is when people say Nas can't pick beats, this is a production all-star lineup of producers. Havoc, Timbaland, Primo, L.E.S. from Illmatic. Like, these are the producers on Nostradamus. So I can't wait till we revisit this album because the whole Nas can't pick beats, well, I guess Nas can't pick producers either. Because I want you to tell me if Timbo and Havoc and Primo's in a lab with you that uh, you're messing up. You know what I'm saying? But watch. That's just what I'm Let's be honest, though. I, I, it was shocking me. Hold on, watch. It was shocking me when you and I reviewed that project, and both of us or one of us is saying that's a four-mic project. It was shocking. It's, it's not going to shock me. 
Because like I already told you, the first song, Nashadamus, is so... The, the first song on here, the first song on here is So Let the Funk Flow. Just like the first song EPMD did, Get At Me, Dog, Eric Sermon again, but Eric Sermon gets no props to none of y'all. I don't acknowledge his existence yet. All your other favorite rappers, their first singles was Eric Sermon produced songs, like Black Moon, DMX, like Nas. That's a fact. They led their first singles off of songs Eric Sermon already produced. But that's another topic. So to Nas, um, Nostradamus gets a lot of hate and interesting. So, so wait, 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 so wait, wait, all right, watch. We're in 99. Now, real quick, I want to go back to 96 right quick. Um, I just want to highlight the Nas and Tupac beef, right? In the midst of the East Coast, West Coast. Nas has talked about it on numerous songs, on Stormatic, da, da, da. we'll get into all that in a second and everything like that. What do we talk about Nas's beef with Tupac at the time? Um, it, it highlights how great Nas MTV was. Award no, no, it, it, for, for people who say Tupac is the greatest of all time, Nas was another one he was beefing with. And that just highlights just how big Nas, Nas was beefing with. Nas had verbal verbal warfare, uh, beef with uh, Big, but it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't serious. Uh, but, but that just goes to show you how Nas is looked at. Nas is one of the MCs that every MC in hip-hop understood yep. was an all-time great. Yep. Like, you just could not hate on him. He was just a, he was just too great an MC. You know, when Big says you ran on top of Charlotte Leprechauns, we know he's talking about Nas. Now Nas is a little nigga like Nas. Now you want to live my life. And because uh, you know who, because you know how Hov acts Nas, he don't want to behold. So you have the three biggest, three of the biggest rappers of the decade, and they all, for whatever the reason, had issues with Nas. Now, my question to you is three, why Nas? Out of all the rappers, why did those three separate MCs have an issue with Nas? I don't know what it is about Nas, man. I, I don't know. I mean, they've said had issues I'm with Nas. I'm going to tell you, it's Nas' Fiddy. greatness. When you're on the top, when you're on top, and you're respected, that's just the reality mm -hmm. of it. And, really and, Nas, feel... and Nas was that great an MC. I really oh, wait a minute, 50, wait a minute, why did 50 be for Nas? Wait a minute, 50, what, what was 50's leave if it just Nas? Once we get into like 05 and 04, you know, yeah, Nas was a sucker for love. Like 50 literally had no reason to diss Nas, none. What's your reason for dissing Nas? Oh, okay, no matter of fact, I do know. When wait, wait, got wait, Nas, they going to, hold on. Nas, they going to radio dissing Nelly. Cam and Norman, and they get so he did go to power. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, but, but he never did fifty. But he never did fifty. And fifty got yeah, mad because because on the "It's All Right" song, Irv made uh, Irv took made J Lo take Nas made the trackmasters take Nas off, mm -hmm. take fifty off and put Nas on. So Nas, so fifty got mad at Nas for that for something Irv did. But we know fifty's petty. We know that why. Yeah, no, no, no. He's right. He's right. He's right. Well, he right. right. boy, did he ride on Nas? But that's that's that we fast forwarded too far. So, uh, anything else you want to say about '99 before we jump into? Uh, no, still matter. I want to give Nas props and flowers. That yo, my man, to drop two albums in one year. That's a big thing. That 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 means Absolutely. the people want you when they what you got to talk about. Like that's can you, can you explain that's to people? Fair. Can you explain? Can you explain to people how Nas was unreleased material that was originally supposed to be on I Am, like Blazer 50, Summertime Cookout nah. with Nature? Uh, he had some, I like, five mics. The songs on Lost Tape that was supposed to be on I Am? And that was on my album. 
That's a incredible. five. Yo, my nigga, that's a certified classic. Yo, Nas gets those songs off on I Am, my nigga. We're having a different conversation because Dr. Knock We're having a three song. I mean, could you imagine Blazer 50? Like, I don't know why you didn't put Blazer 50 on I Am anyway. So what clue played it? Like, so what mixtapes played a song first? I remember hearing... So I, like I, I never understood that if a, if a song gets leaked that you're gonna scrap it from your album like we wasn't gonna yeah, buy that's, it. Yeah, that's it. Didn't scrap listen, some of the greatest in this songs. era. In the mixtape era, they didn't do that. They let that shit ride. They like, oh fuck it, y'all niggas already got it. Yeah, so nah, still put on the album. You remember you when Blazer Fifty let off one of those cool mixtapes? How we was like, damn shit. So so watch. Let me ask you a question before we go. So we're in '99 right now. If Nas decided. By ninety nine, I'm hanging on my jersey. Where's his career by ninety nine? Uh, it's gonna be looked at the way people celebrate Lauren Hill, but to a greater degree, because he because you can say he was one of the great MCs of one of the greatest eras, most creative, uh, diversity eras in hip hop, where every genre of hip hop could survive. And both of us, when we did our top. Uh, rappers of the 90s, we both had Nas high, 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 very high on our list so, in the 90s, fam, so like very was, high. Listen, in the 90s, the only reason why I didn't have Nas number one because it was a preference thing. I gave it to Redman because I felt Redman started before Nas. Remember, I'm always a sucker for the pioneers who did it first. Redman already mm-hmm. had two albums when Nas first dropped, and Redman never stopped, so I gave the entire decade. Um, to piggyback what you said, I gave it to Mob Deep for the 90s because of I'm going infamous murder music. I mean, infamous Hell on Earth and murder music. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's a, like, that's those three. That's the three that's tracks that is, um, that might be the, that, that we can make a case that that's, that's the greatest three album run in history if we wanted to. We can, <laughs> we can make that argument. I know I could. That's a fact. And it, I, listen, I know I could. We and did guess it, what? Radio play, radio play. Yes, we did infamous. We did hell on earth. We have not touched murder music yet. I cannot wait till we go to murder music. Do people understand? See, see, that's the thing. I don't think they've heard us talk about infamous. They heard us talk about hell on earth. Wait till you hear us talk about murder music. <laughs> that came out in '99. <laughs> by the way, by the way, let's take it here. Murder music or I am? They both came out in the same year. I got murder music. Without even okay. blinking, I got murder music over I am. Twice on Sunday. Right. With my chest out. Okay. With my chest out saying that. Murder music, murder music or the life and times of Sean Carter came out in the same year, 1999. Murder music. With my chest out. So, Love in, in 1999, murder, murder music. music over Nas and Jay-Z. Clear. Yeah, that's crazy. Let that breathe, Watts. Let that, yo, I'm a pre-prodigy. Have it. PSA was good. Y'all know the, yo, my dude, Monty, man, dogs. Think about, think about what we just saying, my nigga. We got murder music over Nas and Hov. And, and they all dropped. Hov dropped the life and times. Big Pimpin was on, um, that's the wow. album that Big Pimpin was on. Yeah. And you, and, you, and you got murder music over it. I easily, first of all, I easily have murder music over it. It's not even nothing. It's not even controversial for me. Yeah, it's not even, so not even saying, controversial. I can say, I can say that which like easily. Chest out, chest out, chest out, chest out, chest out. So watch, we're going into 2000, 
Nas, let's be real here. By this, by, by okay, thousand. What are we doing with Nas? We're not done the I Am. We've done, you know what I'm saying? He dropped two albums in that year and everything like that. In 2000, what do we what do we think about Nas? He's solidified already, right? Top five, top three rapper in New York City. Top three rapper for me, period. You know what I mean? So let me tell you what's happening. Even, let me tell you what's happening. Jay-Z wanted to be the undisputed king of New York. Jay-Z was flooding the streets with the music. Through Rockefeller dropping an album every year. Nas was not as prominent in hip hop as Jay Z was in 2000. That's just a fact. Jay Z was just as Jay Z is still Nobody's on that. Jay Z is at this time, his mind, I got New York on lock, and I'm going to keep letting Nas know. And, it was, and the tension was building, but Jay was just on top. You know what I'm saying? You just, you yep. just can't, you can't rewrite it. Nas, you dropped your QB album, right? You remember that QB album Nas dropped? Yeah, that's QB. QB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight out of straight out of Queensbridge, yeah. everybody's on that. Yeah. Um, straight out of QB, straight out of QB, straight straight out of QB did not hit harder than the Dynasty album. It just didn't. It didn't. No, it didn't. Dynasty intro. Hove just had more. He was at this point. Hove was beating you up in terms of everything in hip hop streets. Commercial radio play, selling more records, and that's just what was the reality. And because Hope was doing it so braggadociously, man, we all knew Hope was, every time we heard Hope sound like a subliminal, we knew it was going to you. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's a perfect so word. it just that's felt like, word. it felt like Nas that's was like losing. That's a perfect yeah. word you just used, braggadocious. That's how Hope was moving. He was moving real braggadocious to the point where I felt people, it turned people off to Hope. That braggadocious because Nas, Nas. Nas looked at the underdog after a while because Nas wasn't really braggadocious. Which is, which is weird. Like, I felt Jay-Z's dominance of hip-hop in New York City really, I don't know, man, just felt like Nas was <laughs> chilling. Yeah, so, so we got to say this. Stillmatic does not come out until after the blueprint and after Jay Z does Summer Jam. That's very important because we don't now, know what kind of Nas album would have been. Oh, that Summer Jam screen was big. When I heard Hove for the first time say, Ask Nas, he don't want it with Hove? No? Fam, what, what, were you, what, were you, what was going through your mental hip hop brain? In your heart and soul, when you heard Hope say that, I'm gonna tell you how it felt. Only way I can explain is as how people felt watching with the locks into Dipset, that it became the complete talk of everything. Like everybody just had to talk about it. This was just one of the most. We knew they were throwing subs at each other, but to actually hear him say it, it. It was uh, it's one of the defining moments of New York City hip hop. Ten year average. No, no, no. He didn't kick. He didn't kick. He didn't. He didn't kick that. He didn't kick that at some time. All he said was, "Ask Nas, he don't want it with Hov." That's all he said. He kicked the mob deep this. He 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 acapellaed the mob deep this. But all he said was, "Ask Nas, he don't want it with Hov." He don't want it with Hov. My God, it just it it sent. Yo, let me tell you something. That 
is one of the most important pivotal moments in hip-hop history because it changed Nas's life. Nas had to rethink how he attacks. He had to strategize. He had to talk with mad people. Like, it was – so that's the thing I'm saying. What would Stillmatic have sounded like if there was no Hov beef? That's something we'll never know. Wow. Mm. So we're saying if he says that on that got album. A gun, got yourself a gun is a Hov diss. My first LP, no yes. famous guest appearances. That is a straight dissing to Hov. Hov's first album, he had Mary J. Bosch and Big. Nas was talking about Hov on Got Yourself a Gun. He was. He definitely was. So, now, was I a big was I a big fan of that single? I can't say I was a big fan of Got Yourself a Gun. I liked it, but I didn't like it. I like it. It was, it was solid. It was not whack at all. It was solid, but I don't think it was, like, crazy. Um, I think I think that just was crazy. I thought it was. I mm-hmm. thought the shot at Hove made it crazy. Um, and Nas, I see you need more. Re- need more Nas. revived himself. Nas revived himself, in my opinion, with Stillmatic. And he revived. He did himself. definitely, definitely, definitely. I definitely agree with that. You know what I mean. Um, is the song Rewind overrated? Rewind. Rewind? No, it's not. I don't think it's overrated at all. No. I don't think it's overrated. Not to me. Okay. Not to me at all. No. I think it's Stomatic in the beginning. The first, what is it? Stomatic intro, right? What's the first yeah. song of Stomatic, Watts? I like the, the Stomatic intro. intro. Yeah, I like the Stomatic intro. I can say of, of the strength, this is a four mic album. A solid, strong four mic album. Somatic. I'm going with the Source magazine. I'm giving it five mics just because of what it meant to wow. the culture and what it meant to Nas's career. Stillmatic is a five mic album to me. And I played it like it was a five mic album. You're the man with large pro extra P. Let us review That's that album. You'll know why. That is my joint. Woo! You're the man. Not no hook. Just Nas rapping? Whew. All right, hold on. Was, po- was Poison? Poison on that album, yes, right? Yes, 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 That's a five-month song, yo. Poison is oh, a five-month okay, okay. song. You heard? I, I, I think we got a lot of five-month songs we're going to talk about song. on this album. <laughs> That's a five-month song right there, B. I love Poison, son. That shit was a heavy rotation. Love Poison. And so after Stomatic, what did we get? It was, it, was it Godson? Yes, we got Lost tapes. No, we got Godson. I no, like no, no, we actually got Lost Tapes. We got, we got Lost Tapes before we got Godson. I like Lost Tapes. I like Lost I Tapes. I love Lost Tapes. Lot. I didn't like Lost Tapes. I love Lost Tapes. Four and a half mics. How about Lost Tapes? I like Lost Tapes more than I like um this album we just talked about from now. Stillmatic. 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 I love um, Lost Tapes more than Stillmatic. Lost, Lost Tapes is amazing because it's the Nas songs. That could have been on I Am is like, holy crap. By the way, hey, hey, everybody. You remember when Styles P was rapping over this verse to, to Dipset? And none of you Dipset fans recognized the beat? None of you, no <laughs> Dipset fan recognized the beat Styles P was rapping over. Well, let me tell you what he's rapping over. He was rapping over No Ideas Original, Nas. The Lost Tapes. And I know you dip 
that fans didn't know what the hell Styles P was rapping over. But I, but like I said, Dipset fans aren't the smartest people when it comes to hip hop. That is pork and jello. Oh man, Nas was floating on that fucking song, son. Floating so on the idea of the original, man. So, so peep this: you're giving Stillmatic four mics. You're giving Lost Tape four and a half mics, and then we go into yeah. Godson. Lead single, lead single, Made You Look, and it also has the remix for Made You Look. What's on the remix for Made You Look? One of, one of the illest remixes ever, period. Love that remix joint. Nas, Luda, and, and Jada. Love it. Did Jada kiss Love it. fair dipset by not rapping that verse in that crowd? Would that crowd have lost their mind if he rapped his remix first? But, but but credit to Jada because you and I spoke about it that he did that on the um verses with Fab, so he let that song off with Fab in the verses. You, he no, could no, let it off no, also, right. but he gave it a Fab. You're right. If he lead, if he lets that song off in the garden in New York City, oh he should have. You gone. think people are gonna be he like, oh, have. we don't want to hear this? You said that already. Nah, people he should have lost their mind. He should have done it. I think he should have did it too, just to let them know it's different with me. I'm not on you niggas level at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, thoughts on Nas's The Last Real Nigga Alive. I was Scarface. Jay was for Lolo. It hurt me when I had to kill him and his whole team for Dolo. Dolo, yeah, that's my joint. I ain't going to hold you. I rock with that joint. Do you remember Joe Budden freestyle over the last real nigga alive? Do you yes, remember Joe Budden also yo, did his version? Joe killed that. But listen, before podcast Joe, Joe killed that shit. I ain't going to hold you. Killed it. You throw that shit on right now. I'm that shit rubbish. story. When I spit a hundred mm-hmm. balls over Nostradamus, oh. yes, yes, God, there was a time when uh, Joe Budden was a hip-hop fanatic. <laughs> He'd never be caught talking about Post Malone and, you and know, Travis Scott. Adele. And acting like Drake. Like, Drake is a five-bike artist. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. This is a guy who could never fun on Nas. He could never. Never. Nobody could never fun on Nas. Because I'd be like, Joe, you, you, you took his subject matter. You took his themes. Yep. And you wrote a whole four-minute freestyle over it. And it was fire. What are we um, doing with Nas in storytelling, though? Is he, is he top five storytelling artists, best, best storytelling artists ever? Because Nas is one of the greatest, because Nas is one of the greatest MCs of all time, he's a great storyteller because he's a great MC. I'm always a believer in the great MC can tell a great story, and Nas tells a great, vivid picture story when he wants to tell his story. What right, do you think on. about Eminem's production on Dickens? Nas... Is Nas a better storyteller than Slick Rick? You, Nas is a better rapper than Slick Rick. Because Slick Rick pioneered influence and meant everything to guys like Nas and Ghostface and Ray, they would never, ever say it. They would never say it. But, but, but they're better rappers than him. So that's mm-hmm. that's all I can say. That that's how I answer that question. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I'll take that. Uh, so what's on Eminem production on Get Down? What's your thoughts? I love on Get Down. I love Get Down. That Get Down is on Get Down is on Godson, and I love Get Down. What about I love the song Mary J. Blige. Always um, heaven, heaven got away, heaven got away. I love that joint. 
Did you like Warriors with Alicia Keys? Did you like Warriors with Alicia Keys? It was cool. It was cool. I like it. Was all right. It was all right. How many? How many? Okay. How many mics you get? How many mics you gave with Godson? Yo, my nigga, I'm gonna keep it with you though. Definitely strong, strong three and a half, teetering four, but definitely strong three and a half. Definitely so strong three and a half. We first heard Nas. Me and you first heard Nas in 1991. We are in 2002. Literally, hip hop went from underground to now it is completely mainstream music entity. Nas is still here. Nas is still rapping. Nas definitely took some time off because that's when the G and the 50 Cent ever came and Nas was nowhere to be found Word. in that era. <laughs> well, I will say this. And that's no diss. You, why, don't laugh. Why are you laughing? Because I said that. Okay. <laughs> um, what did you think about Nas? Hold on. Two hold, on hold on. Hold on. Talk about, talk about. So, so hold on. Talk about. Are we in agreement that because me and you always highlight when Jay-Z went on a breakfast club and tells the story that he told Beans and Bleak and them, 50's coming. Nas knew the same thing. Did not, Nas hears Hope say that, and does he nod an approval to what Hope says that to the Breakfast Club? Nas knew it. Nas knew 50 was coming before Jay-Z did, because Nas was doing songs with 50. Projects are right. too hot. Remember that song with 50? Yeah. Remember those yeah, two yeah, songs yeah, he had yeah, with yeah. Nas? You know, so people don't want to acknowledge that those songs exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so let me ask you something. Do you believe the era of Nas Mania have talked about is Nas's greatest era? Or do you believe as Nas got older, he started making better hip hop? Nah, son. See, this is where niggas going to say, oh, they go three being a hater. I'm, I'm only answering Watson's questions, you niggas. That's to my, to my brother's question. I gotta go before that. What? I gotta go this I gotta go for Illmatic from 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 snuffing Jesus to fucking back to the grill again to Illmatic to it was written to the firm to Godson Stillmatic like Nas is a one solidified. He's like solidified to me, son. That he should have won a Grammy by now, in my opinion. Uh, absolutely, should have won a Grammy. It is. It is. So let me just say this. For people who are music people, what Nas did in the '90s is equivalent to what Stevie Wonder did in the '70s. I but what that. Stevie Wonder did, what he did in the '70s, when he was making songs for the Kid Life and uh, and Talking Book, when he was making those albums, he was getting his Grammys, he was getting his critical acclaim and his fame. Nobody waited till 1990 to start giving Stevie Wonder his Grammys. So that's why it's strange and weird as fuck. When you do this, like, getting disease. Are you guys, did you guys not listen to what me and we just talked about? We talked about the greatest yeah, period of Nas's lyricism. But let's talk about Nas in the Gina era, and let's see what we can find. So he dropped Street Disciple in 2004. Uh, what do we think about the double CD Street Disciple? Now, see, I didn't like this album. With all due respect to Nas, I don't, I should... I should still be having a Nas double CD in rotation, in my opinion, in 2021. Nas Street Disciple should be sitting at the table with Wu-Tang Forever, Life After Death. It just should be, in my opinion, why it's diplomatic immunity. Like, there's no reason diplomatic immunity should be better than Nas than, um, Street Disciple. 
Well, let's 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 go quick deep dive. Just a moment with Quan. What was your thoughts about that? That song got played. That got very. That was in heavy rotation. That was I got Big Bird. It was. It was what solid. was your thoughts on it was that? Solid. Was it, was, it one of, was it one of my favorite songs? No, but was it big? Yes. Okay. What was yes. your take on Virgo and Ludacris? Dougie Fresh doing the beatbox and and Nas and Ludacris trading moms over straight up beatbox. I. You know what? I did like that. I did like that. I'm not going with you. I I can, I can so appreciate that joint. So here's the problem with this album. I can appreciate this is a double CD. This is a double CD with uh, 25 songs. 25 songs. Three mics. I don't know if I can pick five songs that I love. I will tell you the songs I love. I love That's bad. That's a bad shooting percentage. I love Thief's Theme. I love Virgo. I love Suicide Bounce with Buster Rhymes. That was a, that's one of my all-time favorite songs. I loved Just a Moment with Quan. Dude, I only named four songs that really... Did he have a song, did he have a song named with a girl, Emily on there, right? He had a song with a girl, yeah. Emily on there, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, did you like that joint, Reason? That shit. I Reason, love that joint right now. I ain't go funny. Okay, okay, okay. So we got mm-hmm. five. But, but where is your mind state in hip-hop in 2004? We're in the G-Unit, Dipset, Block Era. Era. Nas yeah. did not flourish. Oh, I love Nas, but Nas did not flourish in the mixtape era, in that, in that 2000 era with the mixtape boys, with Saigon, Pat, okay. and, and Joe Budden, and random them niggas. He didn't, in my opinion. So two years later, so I, I agree with you. Two two years later, Nas drops Hip Hop is Dead, another very uh, controversial uh, album, because you're basically saying Hip Hop is Dead. You got Miss Jones fired because you, cause Jeezy and Miss Jones had an argument because Jeezy was like, how is Nas saying Hip Hop is Dead and my career is flourishing through Hip Hop? So Nas made enemies with Hip Hop is Dead. Um, I will always say this, and this is me think, only thinking. Nas saying Hip Hop was Dead was only because of his beef with Jeezy and 50. There's no other reason why he could call the culture of Hip Hop dead. Yep, was running hip hop during that time. It, what what other reason could it have been? They constantly was dissing him. Fifty was constantly dissing him. Banks was saying Nas was jealous of me, and then he comes out in two thousand six and say hip hop is dead. Ever that mean you love the mixtape ever, the genius ever, the dipset ever? He called. He was he was saying hip hop was dead. Did, did, what was your thoughts on that? I think by two thousand six though. Listen, I love the unit era. But I do believe Nas was just talking to Junior. I think he's talking in the totality that hip hop was dead. I think Nas looked at New York City. I think, to be honest, I think Nas is talking more than New York. What are you talking New about? New York hip hop put out a mixtape every month. These block was yeah, put out a mixtape every I month. Saigon, wait a minute. Saigon, Graf, Saigon, Graf, Joe Biden, Papoose, Uncle Murder. The mixtape scene was on fire in 06. But in Nas 06, was a part the of that was at what happened? Well, I don't. I don't think Nas was part of that part of that crowd, the mixtape crowd. He wasn't, and this is what I think. And I think this is when Nas was living in Atlanta, so I don't even think he knew what was going on. So that whole <laughs> hip hop is dead angle was just that whole hip hop is dead. Like, think about it. was hip hop dead to you in '06? Did you feel it was dead? No, no I didn't know. I did okay. not. On hip hop is dead. Nas has Black Republican thought. I love Black Republican. I know a lot of people try to shit on that song. I love Black Republican. First time I heard Nas. And on sidebar, it was good to see Nas and Jay 
makeup and when I declare war shit when Jay brought on Nas, that will always be a hip hop highlight for me personally. I remember I remember watching that clip like thirty times that night. Look at it though. I had to make sure I highlight that. Um, I love watching that clip. I actually I actually really enjoyed the Hip Hop is Dead album. My love of Nas really? made me wow. give it a deep wow. dive and I loved it. Money over bullshit put a barrel in the capo's mouth. He was talking to Jim Jones, and you and I both know he was talking to Jim Jones. What we know is Nas was dissing Dipset for about four years, and Capo, he out the paint on Money of Bullshit, first song on the album. Um, What did you think about the song with Hustlers? With who? The Game. With who? Hustlers. Uh, The Game. It was all right. It was all right. Okay, that, that that was produced by Dre. Okay, so exactly. overall thoughts on uh, Hip Hop is Dead? Not one of my favorite Nas albums. Nas back-to-back albums I wasn't rocking with that heavy. Okay, so that's Nas back-to-back albums. Back back so, so, so we're in the 2000s, and, and, and he wasn't feeling it. Uh, he follows up with Untitled. One thing I'm realizing is Nas <sighs> never stopped dropping music. Now, yo, Nas never stopped dropping music, man. This is a true hip hop. That is a fact. Uh, that is a fact. On What's on Untitled? This the album is a back to nigger back album. Back. Remember? This, yeah, Remember? This is a three the album pack. called the nigger album. Yeah, definitely. That's that's the album. The album cover with the with the um switches and everything. Also, Kuta Kinte shit. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. I did not like. This is Nas back to back to back. Not like the Bulls winning the championship. Three Nas albums that I that was not in heavy rotation for me. Those are, those are three Nas albums. That were not in heavy rotation for me. Do you think that hurt his legacy in your eyes? That he started just dropping project after no. project that you did not gravitate to. So it didn't, no, it didn't hurt you. You didn't solidified. hurt the way you thought. He was a Hall of Famer. Nas already Hall of Famer to me. Solidify. He did a lot of hip hop already. So I wasn't. But I was. I, I did feel like, damn son. Like I'm liking Joe Budden more than Nas. I'm liking Papoose more than Nas. Like I'm like a certain niggas more. I'm like not like Jay. Like I'm listening to the mixtape niggas more than Nas. And I appreciate they tell people you like you, you like Jim Jones' poem album better than these Nas albums because it came out during this time. Wow! I did. I did. I'm gonna keep it tall. Facts. I know I'm gonna get the hate, boys. Come out. It's cool. More controversial takes. That's how we do a piece of hip But it is what it is. Watson told you, he's like, yeah, um, you know, I did. I like the poem out more than Nas albums. So, am I wrong? Okay. So, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about Nas three album three pack here, though, that we're talking about? Uh, I don't think I they form like material. I enjoyed hip hop. Did like hip hop is dead though? Okay, you did, you um, did like hip hop is dead. Um, the album he had a double CD of twenty five songs, and I only revisited no, thanks, five of those songs. I mean, oh, and, and that, that that's basically, that's saying, that's saying a lot. On this album, he had Hero, produced by Polo the Don. Polo the Don was the it, was the it go-to guy at the moment. And I liked the song Hero. I really did. I liked Hero. Um, did you like the song Hero's he had with Buster Rhymes called, did you, did you like the song he had with Buster Rhymes called Fried Chicken? No. Okay. No. After this album, as far as I'm concerned, Nas went into full retreat. He did not release another album until <laughs> Distant Relatives. He did not release another I album for four years until Distant Relatives. Wow. And, four and, a half months. And, and, and now I'll let you talk about Distant Relatives. 
four and a half my project. I love this project a lot. I did not expect a Nas and Damian Marley album, a project, cohesive project together, to to like it the way I liked it. I really like this project a lot. It was fire. Got four and a half mics for me. In heavy rotation. Love this. Then Nas does. Then Nas does what Jay Z copied him do. Nas dropped an album with the bulk of the production from No ID. So. I noticed that everybody loves 444, production by No ID. Now I ask three. Nas drops the Life is Good album, production by No ID. What are your thoughts on that album? Now, the first single on there was a Nasty song, right? Um, It's the Nasty song he had when he was going through Queensbridge as an older dude, like he's walking in the project steps. I remember him walking around the projects, like looking around and shit. It was the first song. Doom, 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 doom. Yes, nasty. Yes, 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 yeah, that was yes. the first single. I did like that single, though. I'm not going to lie. That first single off Life is Good. And he had a Victoria Monet song on there that I liked a lot. In a lot. Um, but that song was when he had the album cover with Khalees, right? With, with, yeah. um, with the wedding gown. That album yeah. was I watched. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. So, so why do you, why do you, why do you, give 444 more credit than this when when people say it's a grown up Jay on this album Nas got a song when he's talking about his daughter he got a song uh, he got a song with, with, with Mary J. Blige one of your favorite singers Reach Out that song didn't mean anything to you? Didn't, no I didn't really didn't, that, nah, nah. didn't, didn't hit and um, number one, daughters, I gave 444 mics when he, four what mics. about daughters do you consider that a, do you consider that a mature song I love no oh, okay, you say that. I'm not gonna lie Introspective Nas, I love uh, that. This is what I'm saying. So I'm saying to you, did he not do four, four, four before Hove with this album? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, it didn't resonate. You are a Rick, I don't know why. You are a Rick Ross guy. I'm not. So what did you think about Accident Murderers? I don't as, like as Nas a collaboration. and Rick Ross I do not like Nas and Rick Ross collabs at all. So you telling me? That accident murders is not better than Body in the Trunk by Nas and Nori. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> nah. No, nigga. No. It's not, B. For real. Right. No, it's not, hello. Uh, six years later, <laughs> four years later, Nas does Nasir. We, we reviewed that on the old album, produced entirely by Kanye yeah. West. Um, I think everybody knows about that, and then he does Lost Tapes 2, an album that you didn't like too much, but you know I liked. I gave it four mics. Yeah. And then after that, after Lost Tapes 2, he comes out with the two Hit Boy albums that have reintroduced everybody to Nas's career, got Nas's first Grammy. Three, is uh, King's Disease 1 the album Nas should have gotten his Grammy for, for hip-hop? No. Not not to me. I'm I'm just kind of shocked that out of all the Nas albums that I've heard through the years, this is the album that they decided to give. Nas. I would love to know why and based on what. You could have gave it was written okay. on Grammy. Um, you could have gave it. Do you think you like it, it was written on Grammy? This good was better than uh, just uh, uh, Kings of Z's one. Yes, yes, I do. In fact, I, I really do too. I, I felt if Nas wanted to get, if you wanted to 
give Nas an album based on the criteria you're giving it to him now. You could have done it with Life is Good, but they chose not to. They gave it to him for King's Disease. If I tell you that I think King's Disease and King's Disease 2 is not Nas's best work, I think it pales in comparison to everything he did in the 90s. Am I hating and am I an old man? That's not hating. That's not old man shit. That's not jumping out the window to me. Sorry. It's not. I am happy that Nas is getting his flowers. I'm happy that there are a bunch of people who are 10 years younger than me, who are my age, <laughs> who are telling me, you are insane, you are crazy. Uh, King's disease is everything. It's grown Nas. It's mature Nas. Nas is rich now. Nas doesn't have to rap about being in the project hallways. You know, he doesn't have to say he woke up early on his born day, his 20s a blessing. Now Nas is about to be 50, so Nas is rapping about cryptocurrency. Nas is rapping about uh, grown folk stuff. But we, we like, well, we like introspective music. We like that shit. We like when um Sky, when Ransom and Papoos are doing grown man music together. We appreciate the introspective songs. Which, you know what I'm saying? So I don't, it's it just, I don't like some of the shit. Not, not niggas be acting, oh, because Nas ain't talking about hood shit. No, I don't need Nas to talk about hood shit. Nas, Styles P and Talib Kweli decided, decided to do a project together, and they was on a grown man one, too. And I love that project. So I miss me with that. We, Come on. We just, I just don't like the shit Nas talking about. We recently reviewed Styles P album. Do you think King's Disease was better than uh, Ghost no. Styles P. And no. here's the question: Why? What What was the difference? Like, why, why did we Ryan like Styles P. Oh, ghosting? The rhymes gonna be so better, man. I think Styles was rapping better. People really got mad when you said Ransom Heavy as the Head was better rapping than Nas. They really like lost their mind over that. I know people. Have, I've gotten beat down the street, bottles thrown at me. I've had people text me saying, I need to stop it, three, you wildin'. Don't come to the shop next week. I've gotten all that, which I think is hilarious. I don't get it, but whatever. I think Ratchet Rats better than Nas. So, what's, what's, what about Papoose? What, what, what about Papoose in 2021? How would you compare Papoose's rapping compared to Nas in 2021? I think Papoose raps better than Nas. I think RJ Payne raps better than Nas. I think Crooked Iron, I think a lot of niggas just rap better than Nas. I like Benny's project more than Nas. So if you say this, why do people feel like you have just attacked the soul of hip-hop? I don't know. And this is why I want to make sure we did an appreciation because I don't want nobody. We love Nas. And we did an appreciation on the old channel also, y'all. So let me just throw it out there. Just, you know what I'm saying? But nah, Nas deserves his flowers, like you said, Watts. I'm happy for Nas. I'm happy that he's getting his flowers across the board. But I'm sorry. Kings, Kings Disease 1 and Kings Disease 2 wouldn't just not in heavy rotation for me. I, I don't feel like I got to spin the block back. I feel I didn't miss anything. It does nothing for my hip-hop soul. It just doesn't. It's not going to be my top five album. Are you telling me you'd rather spin the block on Summertime Cookout with Nas and Nature than Nas and Little Dirk? Yep. Yeah. Agreed. And that's not that's not cheating? No, man. Niggas think that's so. I just like... I love Nas, man. Niggas act like we don't... I love Nas. I just don't like King Disease 1 or 2, man. 
I really don't. And I don't like the the the, the period of the nigga album, Sheet Disciple album, and Untitled. I didn't like that era. I didn't like that stretch of Nas, man. Was Nas, like that. was Nas in that era? What do you think he? Do you think it's because he left New York and didn't know what the, what was going on? How important the streets was to the sound um, of hip hop? Or I'm not gonna put it on that though. He was left New York. I just don't know, man. Nas, and you know what it is about Nas? His flow, man, is is is. I don't know if that's hurt him a little bit. I, well, evidently it doesn't hurt him. So let me take that back. It evidently it does not hurt him at all. So I'm just speaking of a opinion because niggas love a lot Nas. of criticism. A lot of criticism you get is because you rank Jay-Z higher than Nas. People think because you overall rank Jay-Z higher than Nas that this is why you won't give King's disease. It's crazy. just a... That's crazy. That, that just sounds crazy, man. I, kinda, I, I, have nothing, I don't know what niggas want me to say, but I think that's ridiculous. This has nothing to do with Jay-Z, man. I love Nas. I, I like Nas before Jay-Z. Let me be clear. I love Nas before Hove, Okay. I also think Nas got hope out the paint on, on a couple of songs they did together. Let me be clear on that. So we're not going to do that. Come on. Come on, man. That just sounds ridiculous, Joe. It's Nas. I just don't like... It has nothing to do with Hove. I don't like every Hove project either. Niggas got to stop that shit. Magna Carta was trash. Elliot Wilson, Wilson put out a tweet, and he put the top four albums are King's Disease and... Uh, He put King's Disease as one of the top albums of four with with the J. Cole. I see a lot of people and, doing and Tyler that. The Creator. And Tyler the Creator. And Tyler the Creator. Elliot Wilson's top four albums so far: Tyler the Creator, Nas, J. Cole, and it was another album I forgot. Uh, what is your take on the influence of Elliot Wilson and the fact that he is spinning Nas King's Disease as one of the best albums of 2021? Will that have an impact on people's year and ranking and Grammy uh, stuff? Well, here's the thing with him. I know I don't know his opinion because he just posts shit. He's a post boy, poster boy, the, the rapper poster boy. That's what Elliot Wilson. He's poster boy. He just posts shit. He gives no uh, opinion. Post, 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 poster boy from 106 and Park Fan. That poster boy. Yes, poster boy, Harlem poster boy. Yes. Jurassic Park was not a fire song by poster boy. That was a fire song. That was a fire joint. I'm not gonna hold you. That was fire. I like poster for like a couple months. <laughs> yeah. I put him there with I put him there with Stan Spit and them niggas. Nah, I got him over Stan, Stan Spit. Stan Spit never had to like Jurassic Park. Stan, nah, Stan, Stan, Stan Spit, Jurassic Park, News, Red Cafe, Paul Kane. I put all them niggas so, in the same you put, boat. You put, you put Red Cafe in the same category as Poster Boy. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I, 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 I want you to. So, Poster Boy. So, can you tell me what I need to go to for Poster Boy? Since you got him with Red Cafe, Red Cafe got mad albums, mad mixtapes. I don't know where to go with Poster Boy. Since you have Red Cafe and Poster Boy, and the same Poster Boy. Poster Boy has Poster Boy, Larger, Larger Mouth, Frank Billionaire. I put all the niggas together, man. Wow. So you put you putting Red Cafe with with Larger Mouth? Okay. You put him with Bully too. You put up a bully? Bully. Bully. You put up a okay. Are you are you also putting him a horse or you got red cafe over horse? You got red cafe over horse at least. I got red cafe over horse. Hey, come on. I would not do okay. that, man. <laughs> but I got him in that group, man. 
young Chris, like, you know what I'm saying, young guns. I don't niggas are like, oh, young Chris is fired. I'm like, get the fuck out of young Chris is fired. I never jacked jack that young Chris is fired talk from niggas, man. I think that was a cool thing to say. I never thought young Chris was dope. I never thought he was, like, fire. He never stood out to me like that. Are you kidding me? Um, young oh, Chris uh, saved Jay-Z's career. So I'll just that's uh, all I'll say with that. And I won't, even, and I won't elaborate. I won't elaborate. Young Chris saved Jay-Z's career. And I won't elaborate. Take us home, man. Take us home, man. Take us home, man. PSA Hip-Hop. PSA Hip-Hop. The home of Young Chris. The father of Jay-Z's <laughs> whisper flow. The home of young that's Chris, the, the father to Jay-Z's wife Yo, let me tell you niggas something. I would never jack Eminem having a better verse than Hove or Renegade and young Chris, Jay-Z took young Chris for. I do not, never jack that. Never. Never. Like, never. <laughs> quick follow-up. Never. Quick, quick follow-up, three. Quick follow-up. What song was he rapping with the whisper flow on Murder, Murder, Mooseville? When did he start rapping like that? Was it before or after he met Young Chris? <laughs> I don't know. Remember how he was rapping on Murder, Murder, Mooseville? I love that shit. I love that. Okay, now my question to you is, when did he start rapping? When he started rapping like that. Dog, he did not get that from Young Chris, man. I need to stop that shit, man. Knock it off. That's some bullshit. Come on, man. So why, uh, so, so why did it not work for Young Chris? Why did it not work for Young Chris? Wait, come on. It did work for Young Chris. It did happen. They had it. All right, man. Word. His flow. It was his style, his flow. Are you telling me Young Chris from a hustler? It tells from a hustler? He has no voice like that? Who? Young Chris. Young Chris? No, he doesn't. No. Yeah, does he have, he has no sparks. verse like Tales from Oslo? No, I don't know. Young Chris does not have a verse like Emilio Sparks, Tales of Oslo verse that meant something to me. No, no, no. no. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I like PD Crack more than Young Chris. How about that? That's what it is, man. Two more three and watch, man. Little vibes already, man. PSA hip hop, man. What?